let's get personal about health. Hey friend, it's Jenny Peterson. No intro? I know, I thought I would shake things up a little bit because I'm testing out an idea that I had. You guessed it, in the shower. <laughs> That's where I get all of my ideas. I Something happened, I can't remember what exactly happened, but I used to go live all the time on my Facebook page before Facebook took it away without warning and without explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm still bitter, it's fine. And it used to be that stuff would happen to me throughout the week and I would get so excited like, yes, now I have something to talk about on my Facebook Live. Now I have a story to share. I can't wait to tell my people. And I don't go live anymore. And that was an outlet for me to share things about my personal life. So this idea popped into my head. Wait a minute. What if I did weekly personal episodes on the podcast? Shalene Johnson does weekly personal episodes. I listen to her weekly personal episodes. They're highly entertaining. I enjoy them. So then I went to Instagram. I was like, hey, what if I did weekly personal episodes? Is this something you'd be interested in? And it was like 80, 85% said yes. So here's the thing. Instagram said yes, but what really matters is what you think. So if you're not following me over on Instagram, make sure that you are so you can vote in those polls. My Instagram handle is Jenny underscore Peterson. And I am going to test this out. I'm going to do a few personal episodes and just see how they do. And I'm not just going to guess. I'm going to look at the analytics. I'm going to look at and see how many downloads they have, what kind of feedback it gets. And then we'll go from there and we'll either keep it or we'll get rid of it. Now, I know people freak out about change. So before you freak the freak out, if you are here because you are a loyal listener of the Social Media Influencer Podcast, you truly want to learn how to grow your social media following, how to connect with your people, how to sell more product, how to do affiliate marketing, how to do influencer marketing, still stay around. Nothing is changing about this podcast. I will still release weekly episodes on Thursday, sharing tips, tricks, hacks, things that I have learned that can help you in your life and in your business. These weekly personal episodes will be in addition to what we already do here on the show. So you'll be getting me twice a week, just once a week is gonna be personal and once a week is gonna be business. You know, kind of like a mullet, like party in the front, business in the back. Wait, did I mix that up? It's business in the front, party in the back. By the way, mullets are all the rage here, especially for the youth. Is it that way there for you? I thought that that's one thing that I'm like, okay, I can understand the scrunchie. I can understand the crop tees. I can understand the claw clip, but the mullet, I never thought that would come back. That one surprised me. So let's get this party started. I'm gonna be sharing some personal things about health. And these are things that I have never shared on Instagram or any other of my social media platforms before. In September, 2022, my teenager started to get sick out of nowhere. And we could not figure out what was wrong. And I'm talking about like doubled over in pain, crying on the bathroom floor and me needing to pick her up every day from school, multiple times a day. Well, this was totally out of the ordinary. So of course I took her to the doctor. We got her blood work done, which my child is extremely afraid of needles. She gets that from her daddy. We'll talk about that more later. Her labs came back normal. And so the doctor prescribed some medication. I can't even remember what it was that he prescribed that would help manage her symptoms, but I was not okay with that. I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't want my child to be taking a pill for the rest of her life to manage symptoms. I want to get down to the root of it. Like what is causing her to be so ill? She was missing a ton of school. She was missing a lot of social activities and she was uncomfortable and in pain. And as a mother, it is hard to watch her child suffer. So I thought maybe it's something that she's eating. 
Maybe she has a sensitivity to a certain kind of food. Maybe she has a food allergy. And I told her to start keeping a food diary. The easiest thing seemed like to track it on her phone and use an app. So she started tracking every single thing that she was eating in my fitness pal. And she still tracks everything that she's eating. And then we would be able to go back and look at what she had the day before or the same day when she was getting sick. And that's when we started noticing a trend. She had pizza. She got sick. She had a sandwich. She got sick. She had pasta. She got sick. And that's when I thought, okay, maybe it's gluten. So we eliminated gluten from her diet. And I don't even care if you judge me as a mother. Like I believe if you are a mother and you're listening to this, you know what is best for your children. And the thing is, is she got to the point where she was so afraid to eat because she didn't know what it was that was making her sick. She dropped 20 pounds in a short amount of time. And my girl is 5'2". She's a shorty like her mama. So eliminating gluten seemed like a good solution. And I'll be honest, she didn't have to take any more pills. Once we eliminated the gluten, she had far less episodes where she was doubled over in pain and hurting. Thankfully, we live in a day and age where gluten sensitivities, gluten allergies is pretty common. And we have a lot of gluten free alternatives out there. So as a family, we stopped eating regular pasta. We get gluten-free pasta. By the way, it tastes the same. I'm like shocked, but it actually tastes the same. We switched to using gluten-free flour. That does not taste the same. (laughs) I tried making cookies for my daughter and her friends and her, her friends were so sweet. They're like, these are really good. It tasted like I had made cookies with magic sand, not, not a fan. So I am constantly looking for gluten-free recipes to try And I have not found a good one yet for cookies. Well, recently she started getting sick again. I'm like, okay, what is going on? So I decided to ask the doctor. The doctor told me to take a food sensitivity test, actually recommended the Everly Well one. I will have a link in the show notes if you want to try this, because this is exactly what I ordered. My daughter is terrified of needles. You have to prick your finger and you have to take a blood sample. So I said, I'll do it with you. So the test comes and we decide to do it right then and there, like five, four, three, two, one, here we go. And I open up the test. We watch the video of what you're supposed to do in preparation. And I decide I'm going to go first. And all of a sudden, I don't know what is wrong with me. I got really nervous and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't be nervous. She can't see that I'm nervous. She's going to freak the freak out. She's already freaking out. And of course she could tell she's like, oh my gosh, you're hesitating. You're nervous. You're scared. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt so bad. Oh my gosh. And so I just pricked my finger and just did the test and actually did not hurt that bad at all at all. I pricked my finger. I'm like, oh, that was no big deal. And did the test. She did the test. We sent it in. I was actually super impressed. This I'll just do a quick review of Everly Well. And by the way, this is not an ad. They don't know who I am. They don't know that I've used their test. But I was really impressed with the entire process. It comes with everything you need to mail it back, including a self-addressed stamp. You send it back. They send you a text saying, we got your test. It's being processed. They send you a text with the results. and a video of what to do next. I really, really liked this process. And I was shocked. The only reason I took the test is for my daughter because she didn't want to take it alone. I got my test results back. I have food sensitivities to 34 different types of food, including some of my favorite foods. Let me tell you some of them. 
Okay, I'm just going to read this to you, and I am not an expert in this at all. I'm just a consumer here. So it says your test showed an IgG reactivity above normal to 34 foods. Foods in the high, moderate, or mild reactivity ranges are good candidates for a temporary elimination diet to help identify your food sensitivities. So then I scroll down, and it starts with high reactivity. And I had two foods in this group, cashews, which I eat like daily. I love nuts. I am a fan. And then cow's milk. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Um, I had no idea. Moderate almonds. Again, I'm like, are you, are you egg whites, gluten, pistachios, sunflower seeds, wheat. So I'm like, okay, maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with my daughter. Okay. And not only that, something that's really interesting is I have rosacea. I developed rosacea in my thirties and all the time when I would go live and I would be putting on makeup and people would see my skin, I would have people say, you're probably allergic to gluten. You should try cutting out gluten out of your diet. And I'm like, get real in your dreams. I will never, <laughs> like, I love food too much. That ain't happening. I will just deal with this red skin. And now I'm like, maybe I do need to fully cut out gluten and see if that improves my skin. Cause while I don't have symptoms like my daughter is where she's doubled over in pain, maybe it's showing up in different ways, like on my skin. And then in the mild reactivity, Barley grain, bran, butter, casein, which is a protein in milk, egg yolk, cheese, goat's milk, goat's cheese. Like there's a whole peanuts, sheep's cheese, yogurt. Like there's a whole bunch of other things too on here, including chicken, which I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I said, there's 34 foods that it listed, but I'm like, okay, um, I might have a food sensitivity to all nuts and cow's milk and cow's milk products and gluten and wheat and all the things, which is really upsetting, but also very eye-opening. And I can't believe I'm 38 years old and I'm just now finding out this information. I wish I had taken this test years ago. So my daughter gets her results back too. And she has reactions to 19 different foods. And I was shocked by the number one and number two thing, egg whites and egg yolks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, not eggs. Like we eat eggs every day in this family. I love eggs. My daughter loves eggs. And then she also had on there like gluten, wheat, bran, barley, all those things too. So I'm like, okay, let's try eliminating eggs. So that's what we're doing this month is we're both eliminating eggs and then we will reintroduce it back into our diet and you do have to reintroduce it separately, egg white and egg yolk, and seeing if that's causing the reaction that she's having. She got the results while she was at school and I opened them up and I texted her immediately and she's like, what are my results? This is the text messaging. Baby, it's eggs. What? Um, You're lying. You had the highest negative reaction to egg yolk and then egg whites and then wheat. No, crying face emoji. So many things have eggs. I love eggs, all caps. So we eliminated eggs like a week ago and she hasn't gotten sick since. Knock on fake wood right now. I'm not, a, we're not hundred percent sure that that's what it is, but 10 out of 10 recommend the Everly Well test. Literally, I am just grateful that we now have a list of foods that we can start eliminating and reintroducing into her diet. I want to find out what it is that is making her so sick. It just sucks. It happens to be foods that we both love, but 
it's better to have a better quality of life than continue to eat things that are making us sick. Okay, I just checked. And no, I'm not special. I think they do this for everyone that orders Everly Well. I do have a link, so I will definitely put it in the show notes for you, but it gets you 15% off anything on the Everly site. And they have tests for all different kinds of things. So go and check that out. So I also ordered the food allergy test for her. It's different than the food sensitivity test. The comprehensive food sensitivity test that we tried tests 204 different types of food that you might be having sensitivities to or your body's reacting to. The food allergy test tests the IgE reactivity to nine common food allergens. So I ordered that one for her as well. And then Preston wanted to take the food sensitivity test to see what he's sensitive to. Now, here's the thing. My husband hates needles. He is a big man. He is a strong man. He is a handsome man. He is terrified of needles. I wish I had recorded me pricking his finger. His reaction was so funny. <laughs> like he he acted like I just cut his finger off straight up. Oh, ow. And Jamie Lynn's like, dad, it really doesn't hurt. And then Jamie took that test like a champ because she knew now it wasn't going to hurt because she had taken it already before. Here's how much my husband hates needles. Like when he has had to get his blood drawn before, he used to have to lie down because he will straight up pass out. We both had doctor's appointments this mornings and he had to get his blood drawn. And I was like, how was that? And he's like, oh, it's good. They put me in that like high chair thing. I'm like high chair thing. It's like a chair that has like an arm in the front and the arm in the back. So if you pass out, like my husband has in the past, it's going to catch you. (laughs) Anyways, he's come a long way. One of my favorite stories about my husband is when he was a teenager. He was becoming an Eagle Scout. You may or may not know this about Preston Peterson. Fun fact that you don't know. He's an Eagle Scout. And he was trying to hurry and get it done. I think you had to get it done before you turned 18, I believe. He needed to get a medical merit badge. So he shadowed a doctor that was in his congregation at church. And the doctor said, come on in. Well, you'll watch a procedure. You'll qualify. You'll get your merit badge. This is a really easy procedure. I'm just taking out a stent. So he goes to the doctor's office, goes in the room. There's the patient. Patient proceeds to get naked from the waist down. So my husband, first of all, is like, okay, this is weird. Like, why is this dude naked? They proceed to put iodine all over the guy's crotch, which disturbed my husband because he said, do you know what iodine looks like? It looks like dried blood. And then they shoved a rod up this guy's penis pulled the rod out, and out came bloody gauze. My husband said that's the last thing he remembers. Next thing he knows, he is laying on the ground, and the nurses are all around him saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's saying, am I okay? Is he okay? That is not right. I'm dead. Like, literally, my husband doesn't do blood. He doesn't do needles. He doesn't do any of that. When our kids were little and they would get injured, I took care of all of that because he will literally hit the ground. I went in today for just a follow-up visit. I went into the doctor's office like a week ago and I was concerned because I have weight gain. Like I've gained like 15 pounds since November and I am short. I'm 5'3", 15 pounds on a shorty. It's a lot. It's like the pants don't fit anymore. Time to buy new pants. So she said, well, let's do your blood work. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Come Comes back and my labs are not normal. It turns out my thyroid isn't working properly. My thyroid levels are extremely low. 
And she said, well, are you tired? I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. Like I'm a mom. (laughs) Like I've been tired since the day these kids were born. And she's like, another sign is that you're cold all the time. I'm like, I've, I'm always cold. Like that's not anything new. Ask my husband. I am always freezing. I don't know if you can relate to that. And she said, another sign is brittle nails and hair. And I'm like, I have not noticed anything with my hair or my nails. My hair is thriving. My nails are thriving. I take a collagen supplement every single day. So what I have is called hypothyroidism, and that's when the thyroid creates low levels of the thyroid hormone. And some of the symptoms, I'm just going to read these off of the internet, okay? Some of the symptoms include feeling tired or fatigued, experiencing numbness and tingling in your hands, having constipation, gaining weight. No wonder I was gaining weight. Experiencing soreness throughout your body, including muscle weakness, having a higher than normal blood cholesterol levels, feeling depressed, being unable to tolerate cold temperatures. Hello, do you know where I live in the frozen tundra of Utah? Having dry, coarse hair and skin, experiencing a decrease in sexual interest, having frequent and heavy menstrual periods, seeing physical changes in your face, including drooping eyelids, as well as puffiness in face and eyes, having your voice become lower and hoarser. I mean, has my voice been lower or hoarser? You tell me, I don't know. Feeling more forgetful, brain fog. I have like so many of these symptoms. I had no idea that it was my thyroid. I honestly just thought I'm tired because I'm a mother. Maybe I do take Adderall for my ADHD. So I'm like, Maybe I'm getting used to my Adderall dose. Maybe I need to go off of it for a while or talk to my doctor about upping the level. But I'm so glad I went in. I went in because I'm like, hey, this doesn't make any sense. I'm gaining weight really fast. I try to exercise two to four times a week, including jumping on my Peloton. I don't feel like my diet's out of control. And the number on the scale just keeps going up. What is going on? But now that I know about this, now I know, oh my gosh, it's my thyroid. I'm like, oh, well, hindsight's 2020. Now I can see it. No wonder I felt down and depressed. No wonder I felt tired all the time. No wonder I'm gaining weight. Like, oh my gosh. So I'm starting medication for my thyroid. And I was like, um, how soon will I start feeling better? And she said two months, around two months. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. It's fine. At least there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I am excited to get this get this under control and start feeling better. She told me, and of course I have no idea what this means, but she said most people with like a normal, normal thyroid function are at like a one or two and the higher in number, the worse it is. And I'm at an eight. So if you know what that means, great. I don't really know what it means, but I know I need to get that eight down to a one or two to start feeling better. So I'm excited about that. I am like excited to start feeling better and start seeing that number on the scale going down. Another thing that I know affects my happiness and my well-being is the sun and where I live. I live in Utah and I'm recording this on April 6th. We have several inches of snow on the ground. Apparently me and my family escaped one of the biggest storms of the winter. (laughs) We went randomly. We just decided to go down to Arizona to visit some family for spring break And it was beautiful. The sun was shining. It was in the 80s. Oh, it's magical. And I felt so happy. And I'm like, seasonal depression is real. It is real. Even my neighbors, I saw a neighbor out and about walking the other day. And he's like, you know what I realized? I have seasonal depression. Like I never realized it before, but this winter that will never end. 
is making me really sad. <laughs> I'm like, it's making me sad too. Luckily the sun is shining today and I'm hoping that it will melt some of the snow, but this has been one of the longest, coldest, snowiest winters we've ever experienced. And I am over it. It is Easter on Sunday and we're going to have to put our Easter eggs in the snow. And everyone's joking about it, but I, it is not funny. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm like, I am done. I'm over this. Even the birds are confused. So if you have followed me for any amount of time, you might know that I have the worst bird on the face of the planet, nothing against birds, but this bird has been with me for as long as we lived in this house, which is five years. And it comes back every spring and it builds a nest on my front porch. It craps all over my front porch. I can't even put up a pretty wreath because it will crap all over my wreath. And it literally is very territorial and it dive bombs me. So we got home yesterday from Arizona. We drove 12 hours straight and we get home and I'm letting my dog outside. And all of a sudden, I was very confused. All of a sudden, this bird dive bombs me. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're back? You're, it's supposed to be spring. It's not spring. It's cold. I'm sure he's just as confused as I am. Dive bombs me. And I jump off of my front porch into the highest snowbank you've ever seen. And I'm just hoping my neighbors weren't looking outside because I probably look like a fool running, screaming, getting away from this bird in, in knee high snow. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to do. I cannot get rid of this bird. And he comes back every spring. There's two of them there's a mom and a dad bird and they have babies every spring. I don't know what to do at this point. I'm like, maybe I should just accept it. There's a bird that lives on my front porch. It will attack you if you knock on my front door and you're probably going to step in a pile of crap. Welcome to the Peterson household. Okay. Enough about the bird. Let's get back to seasonal depression because seasonal depression is real and it affects millions of Americans every single year, including myself. So let's talk about it. So some of the symptoms of seasonal depression are feelings of sadness that last most of the day, sometimes all of the day, loss of interest in activities that used to enjoy, low energy, feeling sluggish, sleeping too much, difficulty with focusing or on concentration, carbohydrate cravings, overeating, weight gain. There's also feelings of hopelessness, guilt, worthlessness, withdrawing from social activities, aka hibernating, gaining weight, those are just some of the symptoms. So if you're like, um, that's me, you might want to talk to your doctor about seasonal depression, but here's some of the things that I'm doing to combat my seasonal depression and some things that might help you as well. I can't do this every day because some days it is so overcast and cloudy. It's like a dark cloud is over Utah and the sun is not shining, but having exposure to natural light, especially within your first hour of waking up is so important. I like to take my dog Ricky on a walk in the sun and just soak it up. Something else that I'm considering is getting a light box and doing some kind of light therapy or phototherapy and sitting in front of a light box to get that light and trick my brain into thinking that it's sunlight because there's many proven benefits of that. So if, you, if I find one, do you want me to share it on here? Let me know. The easiest way is to slide into my DMs over on Instagram. Another thing that was highly recommended as I was searching how to ease seasonal depression was considering using a dawn simulator. So a sunrise alarm clock, and I have been eyeing two of them. One 
is more expensive. It's like $129. It's called the Hatch Restore Sound Machine Sunrise Alarm Clock. And the other one, I'll link both of these in the show notes, by the way, is $39. I'm tempted to buy both of these. They both have high ratings and compare them side by side. Would you be interested in that? Let me know. Because I'm like $129. That's really $130. Let's be honest. $130 for an alarm clock. Like, is that really going to make a difference versus the $40 one? I think I'm going to buy both of those and test them out. And then I'll let you know. Another thing that was suggested is spending time outdoors. It is cold where I live. It is not enjoyable, but even a 10 minute walk they say has amazing benefits and prioritizing movement, physical exercise has been proven to reduce stress, lower our cortisol levels, boost our endorphins, boost our mood, boost our overall level of happiness. So getting outside every single day and moving our bodies, even for 10 minutes can help. I also found several studies online that said to stick to a routine, stick to a schedule, Have exposure to natural lighting or a light box the same time every single day, the same bedtime. Having a routine is supposed to help. It's supposed to help with our circadian rhythms. So I think I'm going to try to do that better. I don't feel like I'm the best when it comes to sticking to a routine and sticking to a schedule. And as always, if you are thinking that you might have seasonal depression, talk to your doctor, talk to your primary care physician. Like I'm not a doctor. I'm only sharing with you my personal experiences and what I'm doing to help with my seasonal depression, but always consult with your doctor. Okay. The sun is shining so bright. There's not a cloud in the sky today. It is a beautiful sunny day. Yes, there's snow on the ground, but I think I'm going to take some of my own advice put on my sneakers and take a little Ricky out on a walk and just soak up all of this yummy sunshine because I need it for my happiness. And that's going to wrap it up for our first ever Let's Get Personal episode. Please let me know. Your feedback is so important to me. If you want to see more episodes like this added where we just talk about life and I share more personal things, let me know. If you're not about this, you might want to listen to some of the other podcasts. There's hundreds of podcasts on here that will support you in your business journey. And you can also please let me know. It will not hurt my feelings. If it comes back that you guys want to just stick to business and stick to strategies and how to grow your social media following and and how to do influencer marketing and all of that stuff, like I'm going to give the people what they want. Okay, so you just got to let me know. Either way, let me know if you enjoyed this. Let me know if you didn't enjoy this. If you're like, you know what? I don't really care about your personal life. That's fine. It will not hurt my feelings. The easiest way to let me know where you stand on the personal episodes is to slide in my messages over on Instagram at Jenny underscore Peterson. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you and I will see you in another episode.